welcome to another moment with Eric Fleming. This is Eric Fleming. Um, doing something a little unusual. I kind of skipped a day and then decided to come back and go ahead and uh, make this recording. Um, you know, it's it's really sad when people are so partisan right now. And I mean, it, you know, it should be expected, I guess. Um, it should be expected in this day and age, and even more so now. Um, and I think that's the reason why President Trump feels as though he can do whatever he wants to, is because he knows that these people are going to be loyal to him regardless. Um, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to be that blatant with it. Um, having been a Democrat all my life, um, I just know there were times where we were not that prone to throw our, you know, keep denying that somebody was doing something or wasn't, you know, when they were. And the biggest example I just continue to go back to that everybody should remember is when the governor of Illinois, who was a Democrat, was impeached. It was the Democrats who really struck the blows because the Democrats controlled both houses at the time. And... Um, and they made that determination that, you know, he was indicted on federal charges. And uh, and for those who don't remember, is Blagojevich was the governor, and he was indicted basically for selling the seat that President Obama once held as the U.S. senator. He was trying to get favors, right, financial and otherwise. Um in lieu of appointing someone to the seat. Um, Roland Burris ended up getting the seat, um, but, you know, and Burris wasn't in that. But also, that led to, that investigation also kind of was connected with um, Jesse Jackson Jr., um, the congressman being indicted and his wife. Um, I think they had kind of already had the goods on Congressman Jackson and he was kind of used to see if the allegations about Bogorovich are true and they were. So it was a sad day in Illinois politics, but it was done and it was the party in control was the party that made the decision and they all, and the governor just happened to be a member of that same party. And again, like I said, there wasn't too many people once they found out what happened were really out there trying to partisan defend him. Right? There may have been some personal friends, but not from a party standpoint. So, and it really wasn't so much the other side was clamoring 
I mean, they were. I mean, they were Republicans. They were they were like saying he has to go, but it, they weren't meeting a whole lot of resistance from the Democrats. Unlike what we're seeing now in Washington, where the Republicans are trying to figure out any way possible, right, to um, um, deny this guy, you know, or, or keep this guy, I should say, not deny, keep this guy from being impeached, right? So, for example, now, President Trump basically incriminated himself before he took off to go again to Florida. Um, he basically said, yeah, that he wanted Ukraine to investigate the Bidens. He admitted that. But then he said he also wants China to do the same thing. So when he said that on live television, and he went on to say other stuff, but it was like on live television, it was like when they cut back to the reporters in the newsroom, it was almost like, did he really just do that? They had that look on their face like, what, what just happened, right? And then you have Marco Rubio come right behind that and say, well, he just knows how to get y'all's goat. You know, he knows, he knows what's going to, y'all going to follow whatever, y'all going to jump to whatever, and he just knows how to push y'all's buttons. I mean, he just said that about China. He didn't really mean it. How do you know that? How do you know that? Of all the people defending him. And see, here's the thing, right? I can get a Matt Getz. Because if it wasn't for Donald Trump, Matt Getz would have no backbone. He wouldn't have anything. That... The most notable thing Matt Getz did was he got arrested for DUI. Other than that, he's just been a cheerleader, you know, for the Republicans. And uh, he's been a loyal soldier. It doesn't matter if, it doesn't matter to him who, as long as it says GOP by that person's name, but Donald Trump even more so. Donald Trump has given this guy purpose in life, right? Jim Jordan, same way, you know? I mean, these are, these are people that are questionable themselves, but for some reason, the people in their congressional districts elected them which meant that the Republican option in the primary was terrible, that the Democratic option wasn't as good as maybe the Democrats thought when they put them out there. Maybe they were just warm bodies. I don't know. But these were the people that, these are the people that these particular congressional districts sent to represent them. They, they, they represent their values, right? I get them. You know what I'm saying? I, I get why they are who they are. That's good, bad, or indifferent, however you want to take it. For me, I get it. But Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio, I don't get that. The stuff that Donald Trump did to them and said about them wasn't an issue about, well, my policy's more doable. It's, you know, like the Democrats are having like a highbrow debate. Well, my policy, 
I can pay for my policy. I don't know if you can pay for yours, but yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? They're talking about substance. They're debating the substance. They're not saying, well, so-and-so. Now, you know, and if they get to a point, it's like, you know, your previous record. Well, what was your position on busing? What's been your position on criminal justice? What's been your position on uh, from division? You know, anything. They've been going at each other on records because all of them have been pretty much elected for at least 10 years, right? Most of them. Um, so they can, they can go back and forth like that, right? Um, but they're not talking about each other's hand size. They're not talking about how they look. They're not giving out each other's phone numbers. Um, you know, they're not calling each other stupid or any of that kind of stuff. None of that stuff's coming out of Democrat candidates. It didn't come out in 2016 when there was only three of them. And then it didn't come out when it's 22. Is everybody's been running and now people have dropped out and gone about their business and other folks are still out there hoping and dreaming and that's fine. But they've been above board. The way Donald Trump went after Marco Rubio and Lindsey Graham, there's no way I would be publicly defending him for anything, especially when he screwed up. <clears throat> if you want to defend the policy position like the tax cuts and that's something y'all have been pushing, yeah. You want to support these nominees, although one was really, really questionable. The other guy, I mean, he went to the same school as the previous guy, so I guess that's why he was qualified. I don't know, but it's like um, if you want to support trying to stack the Supreme Court, that's what y'all want to do. Okay. I mean, we know the Republicans are trying to do it. Now they got the votes. Now all of a sudden you got all these heartbeat abortion bills. and Yeah, it's just like Christmas where they thought, right? And, you know, I, I get that. But when, when this dude has gone as far as to violate the Constitution and basically feels as though that Either he did not do anything wrong or feels that he can get away with it. So he can say, yeah, I did that, which I'm going to do. Which is what I think it really is. Because he's counting on the fact that people like Marco Rubio and Lindsey Graham, despite what he did to them, they're going to be loyal and they want to keep the White House. You know, they're the majority of the Senate, so they're going to They'll have the trial, but they're they're not going to remove them from office, right? It is what it is. But I think it's a shame. I think it's a shame that these men are not acting like men and defending the oath that they took. Anyway, it was an option of whether you could take the oath or not to be seated okay maybe they chose not to and they're doing what they want to do but everybody has to take the oath everybody has to swear to uphold the constitution and um, they're not doing that when the guy's telling you that he's breaking the law right 
So, Marco, here's what I want you to do. If he's lying, then every criminal in the state of Florida, if they confess to the crime, they're lying too. Right? Tell the attorney general in Florida to stop arresting these people that confess. Because obviously they're lying. Right? They're just trying to work up that police department. They're just trying to work up the local media. Yeah, I did it. I robbed this bank. I, I shot this person. I sold these drugs. They admit to it. Why believe them? Right? Oh, well, Fleming, that's too far-fetched. They know that these are criminals and blah, blah. Well, it, the president of the United States right now is a criminal this, that he is the safest criminal in the world because... His Department of Justice made a decision that they can't indict him. They can't put him in. They can't arrest him. They can't put him in jail. They made that determination. There's nothing in the Constitution that says they can't. <clears throat> Although they try to cite that. They're trying to infer that the only way you can remove a president is through impeachment. But there have been state elected officials, there have been other federal elected officials that have been indicted. Therefore, that led to the impeachment or the resignation in lieu of impeachment, right? But the President of the United States, we've made this above the law kind of thing. And to me, the United States Congress should pass a law saying, yeah, that, that can't happen. Now, I don't know if it'll have to be a constitutional amendment or it can be just statute, but if the Department of Justice, you know, is just going basically on a memorandum, then I think a, a statute in the U.S. code would be sufficient. You know? But, you know, I just, I really, I really don't understand how you just dismiss somebody admitting to you that he's breaking the law. And you just say, oh, he's just working y'all up. But he said he did it. It ain't the butler. It ain't Colonel Mustard. It's the president. He said he did it. He said, not only did I call Ukraine, but I'm 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 talking to China too. So Okay. So I guess Ukraine and China wasn't enough. So uh, maybe if he says he's working with Iran, will that tip you over? He says that he's working with the European Union or Britain. Will that tip you over? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out at what point will you believe that he's breaking the law and he's admitting to you that he's breaking the law and he doesn't care. Right. And, you know, the thing that kills me about a lot of these politicians in Washington is that they give these speeches and all this stuff. 
you know, back in the day where you had to like dig up transcripts, but people's memories are better too, I think. But you know, people people would probably get away with saying one thing and then a few years later flipping the script based on the party's position, you know? Um, Lindsey Graham was railing. He got on the floor and he made an impassioned plea of why they should impeach Bill Clinton. Right? And what Bill Clinton did was he lied about having an affair. Right? He lied about having an affair. He didn't lie about exposing nuclear secrets. He didn't lie about um, you know, illegal behind the scenes deals with foreign countries, especially ones we might be at war with. None of that. But he lied about having an affair. And the Republicans felt that they needed to impeach him for that. And, you know, people in our lifetime, since we didn't see the whole procedure with Nixon, Nixon just quit, right? It was like, <clears throat> you know, they went through the whole process. And the Republicans felt that the Democrats didn't remove Clinton was because it was partisan. When the actual fact is, that didn't fall under the threshold of removal in their minds. Right? You know, if we were more of a theocratic society, yeah, Clinton probably been gone. Probably would have resigned. But since we're not, we're a democratic republic, they went through the whole process and you had Ken Starr write this salacious report, you know, detailing the affair and everything else, right? Made for a good erotic novel. <laughs> uh, but, uh, or erotic nonfiction even. But compared to quid pro quo, compared to I'm holding up aid that you need for your country to defend an enemy who actually helped me get elected, by the way. I'm to hold off money that you need to keep them at bay, right? Uh, I need you to do me a favor first. I need you to checking to this guy that's running against me for president and his son to make sure that everything's on it up and up, right? I think there's some dirt there, but only y'all can find it because I'm thinking it's happening in your country. If you do that for me, y'all get, get the money. Y'all get the aid that y'all want. Lying about an affair doesn't equate to that, dog. It just doesn't. And y'all can say what y'all want to say, but that's truth. That's truth. And in the universe that you're in where that's not truth, 
Maybe you should build an amusement park based on that. Because that's Disney made their money off fantasies. Right? I mean, I'm just being straight up with y'all. Y'all can be mad. Y'all can be whatever. People get mad at the Bible. <laughs> People get mad, you know, uh, with the news. I mean, it just is what it is, you know. And um, I really wish that the Republicans, the fact that the majority of Republicans ain't saying anything, I think it's smart. I think if they're pressed on it, they say we have to wait to see what the facts say. Um, I may be concerned the way that it's being presented, either the method of how it's being presented or the facts that are coming out. Um, but I'm concerned about that, but I'm not going to rush to judgment until all the facts are laid out before us. And at that point we'll vote and go from there. But I'm not going to say one way or the other I'm willing to impeach or not willing to impeach. You know. And at that point you're gonna say, Well, are you doing that because you're partisan? And it's like then you can go into the spiel, to me the president has done what he's supposed to do, blah, blah. If he has done this though, you just have to take that in consideration. And leave it at that. But to basically saying yeah, he's just working y'all. <laughs> he's just pushing y'all buttons. And you still got folks in the administration that have literally bro broken laws. Now, the McGuire dude, we have backed off of him since he testified and he basically explained his logic behind that and the Democratic leadership in the House seemed to be okay with that, right? Because it was a nuance um, that he wanted to make sure all his eyes were dotted and T's were crossed. And it took an extra 10, 20 days to figure it out. But, you know, at least he was mad enough to come before Congress and explain it. Now, this Mnuchin dude, who I think has something to do with this Ukrainian stuff too, right? Because when Trump was basically doing his thing, it was Pompeo who we subpoenaed and Mnuchin, oh, by the way, is there's another whistleblower out there. <laughs> Just so you know. It's another one. Or potentially, at least that's what's being reported. And uh, I guess that they, that person is having a Hamlet moment to, 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 to file a complaint or not file a complaint. But they kind of went to the media or to their source for the media or something. I don't know. Anyway, suppose there's another whistleblower out there. So I guess at that point, maybe Marco will realize that uh, the man ain't lying. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of things he lies about, right? But I don't think he's lying about that. Could be. Because he's lied about a lot of things. But I don't think he's lying about that. 
when he thinks he doesn't have anything to, you know. Now, here's where the lie will come in. It's like you asked him last week. He said, well, last week, Mr. President, you said if you talked to China. He said, no, I didn't. Then he's like, okay. We're back to normal now. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, I think, I just think this guy... really needs to be checked in some way, shape, or form. And and his own party enabling him is not helping. I mean, the Republicans checked Nixon, Nixon to the point where they asked him to resign before they went through an impeachment. And, you know, even if you can just check him and say, stop writing on Twitter, stop talking to the press about this, you know, whatever. But Donald Trump has his way. And uh, as long as folks allow him to do what he does, he's going to think he can get away with it. And then when people finally get him, don't be mad about it, man. It is what it is at that point, you know. But I just can't imagine these same people saying that folks should see something and say something. <laughs> see something, say something. And then they see something right there in the White House and they ain't saying nothing. You want us to see something, say something when it comes to crime or terrorism, whatever, but violating the Constitution, now nah, y'all... And then the sea. I'll catch y'all on the other side. All right, so we're back. And, um, I really am amazed about little things that we do or we don't do. And um, it was like I took a day off, but I said I needed to go ahead and get this done because this will be episode 65, I guess. And I want to kind of keep that continuity going. Um, but Sometimes you just need to step away and, uh, you know, enjoy life. Because no matter how much I criticize or complain or, you know, make observations about what's going on, if people are going to do bad things, they're going to do them. If people are going to do good things, they're going to do them. You want to applaud and support the good and criticize and take whatever actions necessary to deal with the bad. Right? Um, but you can't control it. 
part of part of doing what you we do, right? Those of us who are observing or making comments or whatever. In my case, I'm expressing my opinions and people can agree with them, right? Or disagree with them. Those who disagree will rebut those who agree will agree and take action. Right. That's that's my thing. I don't want you just to agree with me. If you agree, I want you to take the steps that's needed to fix what's being brought out or to enhance what's being brought out if it's good. Right. But. Because um, I, I can't control, but I can't control either one of those. The only thing I can control is me. The only thing I can control is what I say. Um, and sometimes I know I can be a bit harsh. Sometimes I know that I can sound a little jaded or cynical. Um, satirical even, right? But I control that. But I also have to control other aspects of my life as well. And so there's, you know, there'll be times where I just kind of go off the grid and you need to. Because to constantly pay attention to what's going on. The reason why I started doing this was to get a lot of things off of my chest and put it out there. And it's been therapy. It's one thing. To be in a situation where you've got a person or two to talk to. But it's more therapeutic if you put it out there for the whole world to hear. And whether the whole world hears it or not, that's fine. It's out there for whenever they want to, right? It can even be used as a time capsule for, you know, where we are now. Right, people down the road would be like, "Well, did these people have anything to say about what was going on?" And it's like, "Well, we found one," you know. And I know there's thousands of other people like me out there, and you know, not all of us are going to catch fire and get an international and national audience, you know. But this helps me with my sanity. Because when I saw what was happening with this president, and I just thought about me being an elected official, could I get away with the stuff that this guy is getting away with? And there's just no way I could have done that. There's no way I could have done that. There's been moments in my political life, personal life, I've had to be accountable for. There's no way the stuff that he's done, the stuff that he has said, that I could get away with saying. So, I use this outlet to basically tell it how I feel, right? And so, you know, and I don't know how long I'll do that, but the other thing is, as just some advice for people, is that whatever you do, whatever you put your time into, whatever helps you keep your sanity... Step away from that, too, because you need that balance to keep your sanity as well. Because you can 
go to the other extreme if you just constantly obsess about doing what you do, right? Doing what you like, doing what you need to do. Um, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be like a wealthy person. I don't think I'm ever going to be super famous. Um, but I can't take away, nobody else can take away what I've learned, what I've, what I've experienced, um, good and bad. And only I can formulate my thoughts based on what I experienced, right? So what I try to do with this is to throw out my thoughts and that exposes people and hopefully that gives people a different perspective, right? But I guess the main thing to understand from this little segment is that, you know, there'll be times when I won't be consistent, I guess, with it. And that means it's, it's just time to step away. And I encourage all of you to find that moment to just go away and not, uh, not be overly concerned about that either. If you gotta go away, you gotta go away, right? Um, because you can't have peace in the world if you don't have peace of mind. People have to be in a good space as much as they can. And you can control most of that. You can determine when to turn the TV off, when to get off social media, when to take a break from your job, all that kind of stuff. You can you can determine that. When it's time to even to get a new job, you can determine that. And it shouldn't take any courage to do that. You should just do what you think is right for you. Um, sometimes it's going to be hard decisions made for your benefit. But make them. Because at the end of the day, your peace of mind is the most important thing. It's the most valuable thing on this planet. You can have all the money in the world, but if you ain't happy, don't mean nothing. You can't buy happiness. But if you get to a position where you're at peace of mind, then you're okay. So I guess, you know, just to kind of deviate from the normal conversation we're having here, I just wanted to get a little personal and just let y'all know that 
whatever happens in Washington, whatever happens in your state capitol, your city hall, um, you have some say-so about that. You can have a impact on that. But if you need to step away, step away. The foolishness will be there when you get back. And since you can't control all the foolishness anyway, you can't stop it from coming most of the time. Just understand that you taking a day, a week, a month, whatever. Now, if you're elected, that's different. But if you're just an average citizen like me, um, if you need to let it go, let it go. Whatever it is, let it go. Do you, in a relaxing sort of way, and then you can come back and do you in a productive way. And you'll find out that the more times that you step away from work, step away from your cause or commitment to kind of just take care of you, um, you realize that's just product, just as productive as well. So, I just wanted to end, end it with that. Um, and I'll catch y'all next time. for listening to the podcast A Moment with Eric Fleming If you are not a subscriber please go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe now We would love to have you join the A Moment with Eric Fleming family